Hello! How are you doing? Happy Friday, or maybe it's Saturday you're listening to this. Either way, welcome back. Things are going on. We are now eight days complete with training camp. The pads are on. Installs are complete. And uh, I'm pumped. Let's just get right into it. I know exactly why you're here. You're here because you want to hear about Trey Lance. Because everyone wants to talk about Trey Lance. So, let's talk about Trey. Trey has been straight up crushing it in camp. It's awesome. This whole camp, media, you know, different reporters kind of gauge different numbers in terms of like passes completed and whatnot. Uh, But in general, he's completing over 70% of his passes so far in camp. So 70 plus percent completion. Uh, He is nailing like 40 yard throws, like throws that we haven't seen since Kaepernick. He is launching 40 yard missiles and he's also not throwing turnovers. I think to date in camp, he has had seven passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and he's only thrown one interception through all of training camp, all as a rookie, right? So like Tuesday and Wednesday, the first two days when pads came on, I think he went like 22 of 24 in practice, like 90% completion percentage for those two days, and like five touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, he is totally tearing up. Granted, he is playing against the twos, and the backup corners, as we will get to, have been, let's just say, very bad, and it's a concern. And the backup safeties are Tony Jefferson and Rookie Hafunga, who are like 4-7 guys. But still, I mean, the fact that he is lighting up legit NFL players at 70% completion and a 7-to-1 touchdown interception ratio throughout his first eight days of practice, like, that's incredible. And what he is doing is... He is giving you everything that you wanted. Like every single thing that you hoped Trey Lance was when you spent three first round picks and a third to move up to get him at number three overall. He is showing you everything. Every single thing you want to see. You want to see a big arm? He is every day making 40 yard throws And you want to see athleticism. He is buying time. He's moving around in the pocket. He is just like improvising when the play breaks down, getting extra time, making those big throws. Uh, You want to see him play like on time and in rhythm. He's hitting the right guy. He's getting through his progressions quickly. He's often getting to his second read, his third read. He's hitting guys in the right timing. Like, he's big, he's fast, he's got a strong arm, he's an impressive runner, he's consistently been gashing the defense on zone read plays for 10 or 15 yard runs. I mean, literally every single thing that you want to see from Trey, you've seen. And on top of that, like, in addition to all the physical tools, here's the best thing, is the physical tools 
are just wowing everyone. Like you were hearing from all the different players, the media, everyone is just like, holy crap, did you just see that? Did you just see him like run left and then throw a fadeaway, like 50-yard touchdown, like on the dot to Trent Shurfield? Did you just see that? And that's awesome. Just everything that he is doing, everything you wanted to see. You want to see top three draft pick talent? He is showing you top three draft pick talent. The arm, the athleticism. But on top of that, his brain and his work ethic. The kid is a savant. Like He absorbs football like a sponge. He remembers it. And he internalizes it and implements it immediately. The most impressive thing is seeing improvements literally daily. So when he came in initially to OTAs, it was a quick little OTAs, a mini install. Hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, and then it's 40 days to camp. We want you to work on this. He comes back after the 40 days off from OTAs, and then everyone's like, Hey, he actually looks like a lot better. You know, he tuned this up. He worked on his mechanics. He knows the plays. Um, And then even throughout camp, like you can see him getting better and more comfortable by the day. And he's learning the playbook. He's absorbing it. Um, Some of the more impressive things that I've uh, seen. I mean, the kid's humble. There was a, he was like carrying off everybody's pads after practice one day. Um, Shanahan or no. So some interesting things, uh, McDaniel, the OC McDaniels, the offensive coordinator said that he's learning really fast and he is to the point now where he is correcting and coaching his own teammates on the field. So he's literally out there and he's like, Hey, you know, wide receiver, whatever the X, Hey, you're supposed to do a three-step you know, slant here, whatever. So he's coaching on the field and he's getting that comfortable with the playbook already. And we're only halfway through camp. Peter King, he had an interesting article that he came out and uh, he said that someone in the 49ers told Peter King that out of all 90 players on the roster, Trey Lance spent more time on the iPad than any other single player. So The kid is just grinding. He's got his nose dug into his playbook. He's learning it. He's working on his craft. And when you add just the mindset, how fast he's learning, how quickly he processes and implements the information that he gets, and then you add on the physical tools that he brings and... It's exciting. Like, this is everything you want and everything you want to hear. The whole team is talking about how special he is. DJ Jones is talking about how impressive he is. Trent Williams is. Drake Greenlaw says he's got the best arm he's ever seen in person. I mean, it's just awesome. And the best news. The best news is that today, in a presser, Shanahan said Trey Lance will play this year. They are actually putting together a specific package of plays to get him on the field so that he will play this year. Did you hear that? Trey will play this year. They're putting together packages for him. 
I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's probably going to be some type of zone reads, you know, maybe some like double, triple option plays. Um, it probably going to be some like uh, play action deep shots because he can hit, you know, those 40, 50 yard bombs. Can you like Jimmy is not going to hit Ayuk or Debo on a crosser when they're 50 yards downfield. Like I like Jimmy. Jimmy's an awesome guy. I I jumped on the Jimmy train 2017. I was like, he's the guy. But Jimmy can't make that throw. As much as I love Jimmy, he can't throw a 40, 50 yard rocket like Trey can. He can't run a four five and run by a ton of defenders. Like the physical talent that Trey has is 10x Jimmy like 10 times and they're going to put special packages in for him. They're installing them over the last couple practices. It literally went from like Trey Lance is it's the entire time. It's always been since the very beginning when they drafted Trey, Jimmy's the starter. It's not a quarterback competition until it is. It will be a competition when Trey is ready and the the players know. The players are noticing. So it is, I know it's not technically a competition, but it is becoming one very fast because Trey is impressing at every level and Jimmy looks like Jimmy. Granted, Jimmy looks like a pissed off motivated Jimmy and I'm all for lighting fires under people's asses. I think people perform at their best when they've got a fire under their feet, you know? But either way, a pissed off, motivated Jimmy is still Jimmy. And Jimmy at his best is going to throw dumb interceptions and he can't throw 40-yard rockets like Trey. And he can't run like Trey. Even even a hyper-motivated, fired-up Jimmy is still just not physically able to do what Trey does. And Trey is learning at the speed of lightning. So... It's, it's just awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped and just, I, I hate Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, I get it, but please just, just get on Twitter just to watch the Trey highlights. Like literally just follow a couple of the media guys, you know, like Jason Aponte, David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, Matt Myoko. Um, let's see here. I, there's, there's a ton of guys out there. Cone is always posting things, um, but don't don't worry about the hype. But just look at all the videos. The kid is just—he looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. So yeah, pretty much everything, every single thing out of camp from the players uh, saying how special he is. All the media is talking about how special he is, and all the coaches are trying to do is just be like, "Hey guys, like." chill out a little bit like we're only halfway through camp he's a rookie jimmy's the guy and everyone's like you fucking see this kid do you see this kid so yeah that's the big news is everything looks great for trey he is uh i heard a comparison and obviously this is not fair at all to put on a 21 year old rookie who hasn't even played a preseason game and is only halfway through his first training camp. But there were some people who said, hey, you know, taller, faster Mahomes. 
You know, like Mahomes is like what six two, six three with a bazooka arm, runs a four eight. I mean, freaking Trey has a bazooka arm. He runs a four five. Like, there are people who are saying like, dude, this kid almost looks a little bit like a Mahomes, Allen, kind of talent. Just again, not saying he's there, but just physical talent. He's looking like it. And his it seems like his mind is good and he's super mature and he's doing everything he can to just dude, if Jimmy's not careful, he's not gonna be starting very long. I mean Trey's doing everything right. So yeah, that's the big news. Um yeah, and next week, Saturday, we're gonna see him play. It's gonna be awesome. So we've got uh, five more days of practice, and uh, then he plays on Saturday. It's gonna be good. All right. So, whew. Anyways, that's the Trey Lance stuff. Uh, there's more than there's more than just one person on the team. Actually, there's more than just Trey Lance. So I'm gonna try and hit on all the other important things. I'm gonna do a little bit of like a stock up, stock down kind of overview. Uh, first up, just getting them out of the way. Injuries, roster moves. So, injuries. Uh, Aziz Alshayer, linebacker. Um, potentially linebacker three, starting strong linebacker. Anyways, uh, knee injury earlier this week. Looked bad. Sounds like it's not too bad. Some type of knee sprain. They expect him to be out a couple weeks. Uh, so, cross our fingers. Alshayer should be good for week one. Um from all reports, it seems like he's going to be the linebacker three unless one of the other guys really show out. Um, but yeah, so Aziz Alshair, he's out for a few weeks. Tim Harris. Tim Harris got hurt again. And yeah, I I don't know what to say. He's just constantly had injury luck. I mean, he was a, he was a six-year college player because he missed so much time with injuries. And now this is his second season... Uh, going to IR. So they waived him with an injury designation. He ended up reverting to the IR again. So, hey, you know what, Tim? Maybe next year. Maybe next year you'll finally be healthy and you'll finally show enough to make the team versus being on the IR again. So anyways, Tim Harris on the IR. Um, Let's see here. So cuts. They cut tight end Josh Peterson. Meh. Uh, Josh Peterson was probably the tight end I was least excited about. Just an undersized, under-athletic, slightly above average tight end in a really bad conference in college. There was just nothing really about him that excited me. So, you know, it is what it is. Good luck out there. Uh, Also, defensive end. Uh, Anthony Zettel, he ended up retiring. So best of luck to him and his postseason. Um, I don't have the entire message on hand, but he posted something on Instagram. Short version is he came back. He wanted to give it a try. His heart's not in it, so he decided to retire. And they ended up signing defensive end uh, Bellamy. And don't really know too much about him. It sounds like he's a third-year undrafted guy who's been on a couple teams' practice squads. So we'll see what happens to him. Chances are he's just a camp body defensive end. We also signed tight end Perkins, Jay Perkins. Don't remember his first name. 
Also, I think he's like a third year guy who's had, I think he played with the Eagles, maybe has like 10 career catches or something. Nothing impressive. And we also ended up signing a cornerback, B.W. Webb. So he's a veteran. He's been in the league for, I think, just under 10 seasons. I think last season he was with the Bengals and played in about 10 games. Now, obviously corners who are available this time of the year, probably not going to be all that great. And I don't really expect a whole lot from him. But we really need corner depth and corner experience because as we'll get to Verrett has been amazing he looks like a pro bowler but Mosley has been out with COVID for the first half of camp he just got back today Tim Harris got hurt Webster has been terrible Ambry Thomas as a rookie has not looked ready Lenore as a rookie, has not looked ready. So the cornerback depth is very thin, and it's not been pretty. So they ended up bringing in the veteran, and we'll see. At the, at the Even if he doesn't make the team, at the very least, he's going to help teach some guys in camp and provide some depth so that the defensive backs aren't getting hurt, getting overworked, and he can help give them some tips and just add a little bit of competition. All we want is competition because iron sharpens iron. That's one of the reasons why, as impressive as Trey Lance has been, he's been playing against a very bad secondary. Like the defensive line, the defensive line, second unit, really, really fucking good. But the defensive backs on the second team, not good. And the, the skill positions on offense, so like wide receivers, tight ends, they rotate. So he's had terrible defensive backs that he's been going against, and he's still having chances to throw to Debo, to Ayuk, to Sanu, to Kittle, as they kind of rotate through there. So the offense has definitely had the advantage in terms of like wide receivers versus defensive backs on second teams. Second teams, hands down. First team, again, Verrett's been locked down. He's been awesome, but anyways... Back to injuries and stuff. Uh, speaking of Mosley, so COVID list, Mosley and Jennings both returned from the COVID list today for practice, Friday, and they both played today. And they both made plays today. So all good news on that end. Thank goodness they're back. Mosley had a pass breakup in 11 on 11s, and Juwan Jennings had a really good catch uh, during, I don't know exactly what it was, but there was a good highlight catch. So where he actually, he beat Ward, which is impressive. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to them a little bit more, but either way, good to see Mosley and Jennings back. Mosley is going to, it looks like hold down that cornerback two position and Jennings is going to be fighting for that wide receiver four, five, six position. The other person who was on COVID list, Jaquiski Tart. He came back from COVID and then was immediately placed on active PUP. So the difference between the, the thing with active PUP is he can be activated at any time, but it sounds like he's still dealing with a toe injury. Not a good sign. And as talented and good of a player as Tart is, he's never played a full 16 game season 
And it's not looking good for him, especially since he signed for such a low deal. And as we will get to in just a second here, Tavon Wilson, who's stepped in at strong safety, he's been playing really well. So, Tart's back, but he's got a toe issue that he's still dealing with from last year, and he is on the pup for now. Cross our fingers that he's healthy, and we get a good amount of time from him. All right, uh, stock up, stock down. So, real simple, who's been impressing and who has been unimpressive? Stock up, most impressive players standing out. Uh, Number one, Trey Lance, obviously. We went over all that. It's just, it's so exciting to see how good he looks already. It's awesome. I I can't wait to see him on Saturday. It's going to be so fun. Uh, next person stock up, D Ford. D Ford has participated in every single practice, and he's playing in 11-on-11s with the starters and nickel packages. That's the best thing you can hear about D Ford. We literally thought he might be retiring due to neck and back injuries because he played one quarter last season. Like he started week one, played one quarter versus the Cardinals, hurt his back and neck, nothing since. But he has been at every single practice. He's been working his way in. He has not missed a day of practice and he's playing in 11 on 11s. And by all accounts... He looks really good. His explosiveness is nearly 100% of the way there. So he looks almost as good as he did in 2019. And no setbacks. That's the best news. So cross our fingers, put him in bubble wrap. Anything we get from D Ford this season is a bonus. And the fact that he's still out there eight days, eight practices in a row, hasn't missed a day, hasn't had a setback, amazing news. And oh my gosh. If we actually get a good amount of playing time, and I've been very consistent saying like, hey, if we get 10 or 15 good pass rushing reps a game from D Ford, like, fuck yeah. Like that makes our defensive line like a top five unit, hands down. Maybe even the best D line in the NFL. Another person stock up, strong safety Tavon Wilson, starting strong safety Tavon Wilson. He's been playing really well at starting safety and he got a shout out from D'Amico Ryans. Uh, I've heard multiple times about him having past breakups and with Tart out with the toe for an unknown amount of time, he could, I'd be very surprised, but he could steal that starting safety position. And I would prefer to have Tart because we know Tart is a very good player but if he's going to get hurt like every couple weeks and he's going to miss half the season like he has let's be honest most of his career he's missed multiple games I think he missed like six games or more last year the Super Bowl run he was out for a few games the broken rib I mean it's, it's every year it's something with Tart but Tavon Wilson has been looking very good as the starting strong safety. And that is very good news because I was very sad when Moore went down with the Achilles and uh, also with Harris basically converting to a hybrid linebacker role. Very good to see Tavon Wilson playing really well at that position. And D'Amico Ryans gave him a shout out, said he's been doing really well, said he's been communicating really well. So overall, very good news. Another player stock up, Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield has been standing out like 
aside from obviously Ayuk and Debo, Trent Sherfield has been the next receiver who has stood out after the first couple days. So Sanu looked really, really, really good the first like four or five days of practice. And I think Sanu, which who's another guy stock up, I'm just going to throw them both in right now. Sanu's had a really good camp. He right now looks like almost a lock for that wide receiver three big slot kind of position. I heard somebody call it a power slot, which I like that. That sounds pretty cool. You know, you got like a a big like 6-2 strong possession power slot guy to especially help with like those run blocks on the edge. Um, but yeah, so Sanu, he's looking like a wide receiver three big slot position. Sherfield looks like he's making a serious come at the like wide receiver four position. Um, I don't know where he's going to end up on the depth chart, but it looks like a near lock for the roster. I mean, they gave him a good amount of guaranteed money with the contract. He's a special teams guy. He's going to play on, it sounds like all four special teams. So, uh, you know, like kickoffs, kick returns, punts, punt returns. He's going to play on all four of those. And on top of that, he's been looking really well as a receiver, uh, him and Sanu, so it's obviously you've got Ayuk and Debo, but behind them, Sherfield and Sanu have had the most catches by far. I think Sherfield's had like six or eight catches in camp so far, and Sanu is right there with him, and the other guys are with like two or three. So Sanu and Sherfield are both looking really good, and it's making me feel a lot better about our wide receiver depth, knowing those two guys are there. Also, I would say stock up. I didn't even write this down, but stock up wide receiver Jalen Hurt. He's healthy and he was actually participating in 11 on 11 drills uh, for, I believe, two practices in a row now. So he's healthy. He's doing drills. Obviously, they're going to give him some like maintenance days for resting up his knee because obviously all the hard work, it's going to make the ligaments, those ACLs, they're going to get sore. But the fact that he's out there participating in 11-on-11s, we could legit have a Jalen Hurd this year. I know. it. It's a Jalen Hurd sighting. Like, we've seen him. He was seen on the field. He was practicing. He might even see the football field. If, he, if we actually get him on the field this year, that'll be fun. Because his physical abilities... He is, he could be an X factor because he could line up at wide receiver or tight end or running back. He's 6'5", 220 to 230 pounds, and he's mean and he's physical. And at the same time, he's still got wiggle, like a surprising amount of wiggle and agility and body control for a guy that big and that strong. You'd expect somebody his size to be stiff. He's loose. He is a loose, smooth, big, strong, physical, punch-you-in-the-face kind of player. And if he's healthy, dude, we've got some really good depth right there. Also, a little bit of stock up, tight end Ross Dwelly. He's looked good in camp so far. Uh, he has more catches than Kittle. I repeat, more catches than Kittle. He's bigger, he's faster, and he's not just catching like flat routes and like short um, I forget what those are called, like stick routes where you run out like five yards and then basically like wait for the catch. He legit was catching like 20, 30 yard passes. So good news at tight end too. 
the O-line is another stock up. There's a lot of stock up, by the way. Camp so far, pretty good, which I'm happy about. Uh, the O-line, so when the pads came on, that's when you really see how the offensive and defensive lines look because having the pads on allows the offensive line something to grab onto versus the defensive lineman just being super slippery. O-line looks good. I mean, the right guard is still being held down by Brunskill. Um, so we'll see. It's still kind of up for grabs. But overall, I mean, it looks good. And Mack, Alex Mack at center was probably the most underappreciated signing this offseason that is going to make the biggest impact having an all-decade center even if he is 35 just an all-decade center with his veteran experience and his experience in this system with Shanahan is doing so much and even at 35 Alex Mack is still really good he might only have like two maybe three years left in him but this O-line looks so good now with with just the setup they have. McGlinchey's looking better. We've talked about how thick he is, Big Mike. So overall, offensive line, stock up. Defensive line, depth, stock up. Especially the interior defensive line. We're like six deep at defensive tackle. It is ridiculous. It's hard for me to list every single person who I've been hearing. But basically every single defensive tackle that we have is making plays Winning on one-on-ones. Constantly hear about street winning. Uh, Hurst sounds like he's making plays. Kerr is making plays. Kinlaw, when he's in there, he's been making plays. Armstead is making plays as, you know, rush DT slash big end. Um, that's not even everybody. That's just off the top of my head. That defensive line, so deep on the inside. It's awesome. Rookie running backs have also been getting good stock up. So Sermon and Mitchell have both been impressing with their running and, more importantly, pass catching. They both look very good catching passes out of the backfield, and they're both getting open, which, very good news. I mean, just having a running back with a reliable set of hands for checkdowns and just routes in general, super, super huge and helpful. I mean, so... Kind of tangent here, but Madden, one of the best things ever is just having a running back that can catch on those those like table routes, those flat routes, just a check down, and you just know like, hey, chuck it to the running back. He can if everybody else is covered, chuck it to the running back on a little flat route. He'll catch it. He can gain three to ten yards, you know, and it's so helpful. Same thing in the NFL, and the rookie running backs have been impressing. Another stock up, Mosley. Now that he's finally back from COVID today, he looks really good. He had a pass breakup during one all, during 11-on-11s. Mosley looks really good, and he's back. Thank goodness he's back because ugh, the depth. Ugh. Uh, also stock up, Verrett. Um, I don't even know if this is stock up. He just looks like a Pro Bowl corner. So, you know, what do you want? He's locking everyone down. It's awesome. Also, Jimmy Ward, free safety Jimmy Ward, locking shit down. He looks great. He and Verrett are probably our two best cover cover guys. And well, I guess, gosh, you've also got Fred Warner. We've got some really good cover guys, but Jimmy Ward looks, he's locking shit down. 
All right, stock down. So, the guys who are not doing all that good, um, wide receiver Richie James, he's just so inconsistent. He'll have a good day. He'll have a bad day. He's had at least two or three drops, which is not good considering he's only had about that many catches. You know, if you're dropping half of your passes, that's just really bad. Um, but at the same time, like every once in a while, he'll beat somebody on a play because he's talented. He's just so inconsistent. So stock down Richie James. Uh, also stock down defensive end Samson Ibukum. So he's been out with quote-unquote quote unquote, sore legs for three days now. And not just three days, three practices. So like today, didn't practice. Yesterday was a day off. Two previous days didn't practice. Um, actually, I don't think he practiced at all this week. So he's missed four practices over basically six days. He hasn't practiced since last Saturday. So I'm starting to wonder how bad this leg soreness is, especially because he was looking really good, like strong and explosive off the line. But not good seeing him miss four practices in a row with quote-unquote sore legs. I don't really know what that means. Um, I do know that I went and did sprints at my local college baseball field on Sunday, and I had very sore legs for four days. But I am not an NFL defensive lineman, <laughs> so I am not built for running sprints full out. Um, and he should be. So I really hope that it's nothing more serious. Uh, but I am concerned that he's missing this much time, especially because Ibukum has not missed a single game in his career. So it's very strange that he's missing time because that was one of the best things was he hadn't missed a game in four years. So anyways, also um, stock down defensive end Jordan Willis. Does he exist? I have not heard a single thing about him which is usually not a good sign for a roster bubble guy. And I was really hoping that after his six-week suspension, he'll be back to help us with some defensive end depth because he was solid last year when we picked him up. And again, I don't expect a lot from him, but I would expect to hear at least something good out of camp to give me the hope that he can come in after his suspension and contribute at the defensive end depth, even if it is only for like five or ten snaps a game to give Bosa or Ford or Abukam a rest. Uh, good news is that Arden Key has looked good on the edge, and he's kind of one of those speed-bendy guys. Um, so, you know, at least there's that. And hey, Ford's healthy. Ford's better than all of them. Just hope he can stay healthy. Uh, also, stock down, cornerback depth. Wow. Um, it's been rough behind Mosley. While Mosley was out the first seven days of practice while he was on that COVID list, it was bad. It was just, ugh. it was like Mosley went out. So they put in Tim Harris and Tim Harris was terrible. And then Tim Harris was getting beat on every play. And if they wanted a completion, they'd throw at Tim Harris. And then Tim Harris got hurt. And then they put Dante Johnson in behind uh, there for the cornerback too. 
And then he was terrible and he got hurt. And then it was like, oh, what about the rookies? Are we going to put them in yet? Nope. Rookies don't get first team reps, not during installs. So then they put in uh, Ken Webster. And then Ken Webster came in and Webster was terrible. And Webster shouldn't even make the team. And he was out there competing against Ayuk and Debo and the ones. The cornerback depth behind Mosley is scary. And the reports on the rookies has not been good either. Now, I'll be fair. The rookies are rookies. They're also basically a fourth and a fifth round corner. I know that technically Ambry was picked up in the third, but it was a comp pick at the end of the third. So it's basically a fourth. And then Lenoir... He was a a fifth rounder. I mean, you can't really expect a fourth and a fifth round corner to immediately come in and contribute. And that's okay. I don't expect them to because we should have three good starting corners. The problem is when we don't have three good starting corners, we have shit for depth and two rookies who are developmental guys at best. I don't want Ambry Thomas out there right now. I know he had, they had like one good day. But they've had like one notably good day out of eight practices. And they're rookies, and they need to get back into it. I like Ambry. I've liked Ambry since I started scouting him back in like March. But he's a physical tools guy with some good skill, but he hasn't played in over a year. And he's got to get used to the NFL, and corner is a very hard position to adjust from college to NFL. He might need a year before he's legitimately ready. And then Lenoir, Lenoir had a lot of college experience, but he was just always okay. He was never really good. That's why with four years of college tape, he was a fifth round pick. I like him as a nickel. If we can have him play nickel next year, if we can't get keep Kawan Williams around, because Kawan Williams is a starter, he's a really good nickel back. And Lenoir, I think, could be, are starting nickel next year, but I don't want him out there right now. And I don't think I want him on the outside. So serious stock down, just cornerback depth. It's a serious concern. Like I feel really good about Verrett and I like Mosley and obviously Kwan Williams is a rock star slot nickel corner. But if any one of them go down, it is a serious concern as of now. So that's that's me being a negative Nancy. That's like my one big negative Nancy right there is like, oh, you know, our backup corners are are kind of bad. Um, I guess that's a positive problem when the the weakness of your team is your backup uh, corner is not really amazing. <laughs> Anyways, a um, few just miscellaneous things before I log off here and uh, finish hanging out with my girl and drinking some wine. Uh, miscellaneous stuff Bosa's rehab it's been going so he's taking a lot of maintenance days um, but honestly as long as he's ready and healthy for week one I'm not too concerned week one of the season is not for a whole nother month so I think they're just trying to slowly ease him in and they want to make sure he's 100% healthy he's just taking a lot of days off and I get it you know it's been 10 months since the ACL tear. I've never torn an ACL, but I know that I've messed up something in my knee. (laughs) 
And, you know, you work hard and things are sore. And I understand that the rehabbing, it's going to be sore. Um, I wish that he was closer to Ford in the sense that Ford hasn't missed a day, whereas Bose is taking basically a third of the practice days off. Um, but either way, he is looking better every day. Uh, he's just taking more days off than we expect. But as long as he's healthy, I won't be concerned because his talent is insanely high and his body looks incredible. I just really hope that his knee is good so that way he can have a full healthy season. So that's Bose's rehab. Um, another interesting thing is Kinlaw and Mac. So Kinlaw has also needed a couple quote unquote maintenance days for his knee. What is it with this team and knee ligaments? Anyways, so Kinlaw had the knee swell up like a month, month and a half ago during some travel because he had the knee that was flagged pre-draft and it's kind of a maintenance thing and every offseason he does a scope or whatever um anyways though he has to he's also getting a couple maintenance days even though he says he doesn't have an injury um either way point being the pads came on this week and we got one-on-one kinlaw versus alex mack and it was exactly what you wanted to see mack one for a couple reps, Mac pancaked Kinlaw, but then Kinlaw returned the favor and delivered a pancake to Mac. So it's good to see you've got, you know, the all decade center. He's winning a couple reps against your second year defensive tackle. And then the second year defensive tackle, he comes back and beats the vet. So that that's what you want to see on a team is two good players beating each other and getting better throughout the process. So I love seeing Kinlaw that he's learning, he's improving. He's going against one of the better centers of the last, again, 10, 20 years. And I hope his knee stays healthy. The knee is probably going to be a never ending ongoing maintenance thing. It was something that was flagged pre-draft. Good news is, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we have, a shit ton of depth at the defensive line. And by the way, that's a technical term because we legit have a ton of depth at the defensive line. So it will be zero problem rotating guys in if his knee starts getting too many reps. So that is, uh, that's Kinlaw and Mac, that little nugget. And also Jordan Matthews, he's been playing tight end. He came back as a tight end. He's been doing well. Sounds like he's been doing well. He might just figure out how to work his way onto the squad as a kind of wide receiver tight end hybrid position where he plays inline tight end as well as big slot kind of, I think they call it the F uh, tight end position because he can play, apparently he should be able to play inline tight end and he'll be a pretty good slot as well. So... We'll see, but uh, so far the reports have been positive for Jordan Matthews, tight end 88. So, uh, that's it for the camp report today. The Hall of Fame game was last night, and honestly, the game sucked. Uh, (laughs) I started watching it, and I tried so hard to be interested, but it was two teams playing really bad football that I don't like. And I was like... I. 
don't like the Cowboys or the Steelers. They're both playing terribly. This is lame. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was awesome that we had football. It was real football. It was just, it wasn't exciting seeing a bunch of third stringers uh, not score points. (laughs) But the highlight, John Lynch showed up and he did talk for a couple minutes, which was fun. Uh, that was the highlight of the game was John Lynch showed up because they're it's the Hall of Fame game. So they talked to him because he's getting inducted tomorrow on Saturday at the ceremony. So they talked to John Lynch. He talked about the team. That was the highlight of the Hall of Fame game was John Lynch because the game itself was it was uh, I, I got bored. I couldn't watch it, but it was on. I had it on. I just couldn't watch it. I couldn't do it. So anyways, I appreciate the listen. Um, I will be back again with another update soon, probably after this next batch of practices. So probably Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, something around there. But installs are now completed. The pads are on. They're now really getting into it. Like right now, there's only five days left of practice. So these next five practices, they are really just going to be tightening everything up making their roster decisions, probably about 80-90% of the roster decisions have already been made, and that 10-20% to is going to come down to these next five days, and then preseason games. So, uh, the Chiefs, we play the Chiefs next Saturday, we're going to get Lance, um, and yeah, that's it. I will catch you in a couple days, keep an eye out for all the reports, and uh, let's fucking go, man. I'm pumped. We're so close. Football was on last night. Trey is going to play this year. And we have a game on Saturday. I will talk to you soon. Later.